Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I wonder if it was going to be a full-on grilling of Secretary Mayorkas. It should be. The Secretary of Homeland Security, who can't keep a border safe, refuses to keep a border safe, and said something stunning today. I'm going to share a lot of this. Actually said he opposes the Remain in Mexico policy, which is the policy of the Biden administration. Yes, enforced by the courts, but still... It's madness that you would say that a policy that makes sure you know who's coming into the country is somehow a problem. And, and what, what, what was it? It was, uh, obs- it was not obscene. It's, it's uh, violent and it's terrible and, it's, and it's, it's oppressive and it's inhumane, blah, 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 blah. These are people who don't believe in a border to begin with. That's the story. That's the real deal. They don't believe in a border to begin with. We are also watching whether or not we're going to get a result in the Rittenhouse case. They got protests everywhere. What are they protesting? The best one is the racial protest. It is a knockout of a theory. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. That is the number. That's how you get to be a part of the program. You should. You need to make sure you're giving uh, black people a couple days off after the uh, Rittenhouse verdict, guilty or innocent, because they're going to need time to process. Uh, you may want to check out my latest series over there at uh, DC Outsider. At redstate.com, the series is called DC Outsider. It's over at redstate.com. It'll be up a little bit later today. You want me to say to a black person that because you're watching a court hearing and a decision is going to come down, whether you like it or not, you're going to need a few days off because you're that fragile? I, I, I do not think I'm going to make that statement. I think I'm going to stay as far away from that statement as humanly possible. But this whole conversation that this case is racial, you understand, of course, it's not possible. Everybody in this case is white. How is it racial? It's racial because if Kyle Rittenhouse were black, well, he'd already be in jail for the rest of his life. I don't know what to say to people when they say that, except uh, believe what you will and have a very nice day. If this is your take, I do not know how to help you. I do not know what to do for you. I believe that it is extremely important that the rule of law be upheld, that we remind ourselves we're a nation of laws and not a nation of emotion. The emotion is saying, hey, you give a ruling we don't like, we're going to have another riot. They've got 500 National Guard members in Wisconsin at the ready. 500 National Guard troops at the ready. Why in the world, why in the world is this necessary? What is anybody thinking that they need to uh, engage in some kind of riotous behavior? 
Why are we accepting of this? Seems like a radical proposition. That we should somehow accept the idea that's oh you get you get a decision that the political left doesn't like. Well, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have to deal with some riots. What if I said that the riot is exactly what the woke and the press want? Up you, you didn't bring justice. Well, look what happened. Oh, my gosh. We told you you had to bring justice or there would be a riot. There's going to be riots if there's no justice. What is justice? What is this idea that there's a group of people out there who have this this corner, this, this, this stronghold on the very concepts of justice? Who are these people? Who are these magical folk who can make this claim to you, me, and we, that somehow they have a magical understanding of what is justice. I reject the premise. I reject the premise. I reject the idea that they know anything about justice if they don't believe in courts of law, if they don't believe in equal application of the law, like I do. If they don't believe in these things... How could they possibly begin to understand what is justice? How is that possible? It's like when we talk about Mayorkas, and I'm gonna have a lot of audio to play for you. Trying to explain that the border is better off by being more open? Well, how could you believe such a thing? Senator John Kennedy speaking to Mayorkas right now. Thank you, Senator Kennedy. On time. I want you to recognize that. I sure do. You get an A plus, Senator Thank you. Booker. Ah, we just missed him. I'll bring it to you in a bit. He was going live right there. I want to bring it to you, Senator Mayorkas. I mean, it's Senator Mayorkas. Uh, the Secretary Mayorkas has an understanding of what is moral when he doesn't apply the law. It was immoral when Donald Trump did apply the law. The whole thing doesn't make any sense. Change the laws. That's your answer. Change laws on asylum, change laws on immigration, change laws on family separation. We've only been saying so, specifically about family separation, for years now. But what, what, what makes people think, oh, you, 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 you came to the wrong decision in that Rittenhouse case. Hmm, I guess you're going to have riots. Well, what do you expect? The press and the woke have a tacit, not tacit, explicit endorsements of riots. Explicit endorsement of riots. They're fine with it. They're okay with it. They're good with it. They're proud of it. And as a matter of fact, I want to make sure I am clear. They want it. They want the riots. They want the violence. Because what they want to do is punish you, me, and we. They want to punish society you came to the wrong decision therefore some of you will lose your businesses therefore some of you will experience great pain therefore some of you will have to watch the images over and over on television and if you want to avoid these images you will do what's right the next time won't you that isn't what's happening I put forth to you that there's not a single one of you who could tell me that's not what's happening with a straight face 833 got Tony 833-468-8669. That's what's happening. You didn't do what you were told to do. 
you did not do what was the right thing. Look, you don't have to like the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse was there, but there was nothing against the law about that. And three people attacked him, and someone grabbed his gun, and someone tried to beat him to death with their skateboard, and someone pointed a gun at him. Again, you did not do what you were supposed to do. He should not have been there. That's the whole case. Yes, but the law allowed him to be there. Clearly, you didn't understand us when we told you the first time. You got it wrong. And then they gin up the riot. I mean, it, it, I, I, it, we're so real in, into the, the reality here. We're so clear in what it is that we're looking at. It's so obvious to rational people. Because it is irrational to say this case is racial. You are making the argument. You are making the argument that if he were black, it would come out different. And I can't say that. As a matter of fact, I'd have no way to say that. This is part of our problem. The idea that we could ever have cases that turn out differently because of color of skin. When I say it's part of our problem, I wanna be clear, it's happened before. But if your argument is, I don't like this case because if Kyle Rittenhouse were black, he'd already be in jail. First of all, super weird. As if you'd want the black guy in jail. You should want him not in jail. Do you see how weird this is? You should want him not in jail so you can be like, see, you can actually defend yourself and not go to jail. Which is, of course, the case. And if someone says to you, well, they were just looking for a problem, it doesn't matter. What they were looking for, the question is what happened at the moment. And oh, by the way, pray you have a prosecution as completely ignorant and inept as the one there in in Kenosha. And when I say inept, I mean inept. We'll never know what Joseph Rosenbaum was thinking because the defendant killed him. So we're just guessing. But let's assume for a minute. Yeah. Joseph Rosenbaum is chasing after the defendant because he wants to do some physical harm to him. He's an unarmed man. This is a bar fight. This is a fist fight. This is a fight that maybe many of you have been involved in. Two people, hand to hand, we're throwing punches, we're pushing, we're shoving, we're whatever. But what you don't do is you don't bring a gun to a fist fight. It was Barack Obama who taught me if they bring a knife, you bring a gun. I'm just... I'm just saying the, the the facts there. Secondly, you know, it was it was a bar fight. Y'all been in bar fights before, am I right or am I right? That's pretty crazy. Full disclosure, I have never been in a bar fight. I've ended a bar fight or two in my life. <laughs> but, but I've never been in a bar fight. If you want to end a bar fight, I, and I remember I've I've run bars and, and done things like that. And so uh, I will tell you this story running a bar in D.C. And when a bartender says to you, a guy is cut off, you better back up your bartender. Holy crap. Back up your bartender. So the bartender said a guy was cut off. He was being a bit of a problem. I said, OK. Hey, man, uh, you're, you're, you're done here. I'm going to need that beer from you. No, no, you don't. Oh, I don't. Okay, okay, you and and your friends need to leave. That that's all there is. And we're, we're done. And that that that's it. 
Well, we'll leave when we're ready. No, no, no. You got to You got to go. You got to go. And, and then you, you don't leave him be. Right? You don't start a fight, and you don't allow other members of the staff to start a fight for you. Right? Don't don't let other members of the staff be like, hey, you better get out of here or else. Dude, I'm handling the problem. Leave me be. And so this actually happened. This is a true story in my life. It was main guy who thought he was the toughest guy in the world and two other guys. And one of the other guys was done with his beer. The beauty of a long neck. And I took his bottle. I said, thank you. And instead of putting it in the bar behind me, I, you know how you grip a beer? Right from the long neck? Well, now reverse the grip. Reverse the grip. Like, so you, like your thumb is down. And then bring it down to your side. And then put your right leg back so you've taken a position. Now that bottle's going to do one of two things. It's going to stay in my hands or it's going to crack you across the skull. I don't care which one it does. And you never have to say the words. Jesus. The minute you do that, it doesn't matter who you are. Everybody there figures it out. Yeah. And the two other guys who are like, oh, okay, all right, look, we're out of here. Like, we, okay, come on, come on, Tommy, whatever the guy's name, I assume is Tommy. Tommy, let's go. And the guy, uh, 30 seconds later, walked right out the door. That's a crazy story, dude. I'm sorry. Did you think you were going to actually win a fight? I didn't come to fight. I came to win. Which is why I now carry a firearm, because I don't think I'm as young as I used to be, and I might need a little more help than that beer bottle. And what if you don't give it to me? When the guy realizes he just gave up his weapon, that's a really unique moment. Because not only does he know that you're physically prepared, he knows that you played him. Always remain calm, guys. Just a little bit of advice from me to you. But he, it was going to be a fight. Oh, he was just going to rough you up a little. The, uh, the, the other district attorney said, uh, you know, that, that he should have accepted a couple punches. It would have been better. Rittenhouse should have gotten beat up. But these guys weren't coming to beat him up. They were coming to kill him. At least that was what, how he thought it, it was going. And that's certainly the video evidence shows that these guys were pretty violent. I mean, Kyle Rittenhouse had a gun. And the first guy, Rosenbaum, he didn't care at all. He just kept on running at him. Grab the gun. I mean, the prosecution was so bad in this case. At one moment, the assistant district attorney is openly mocking Kyle Rittenhouse. So how do we evaluate the defendant's performance as a medic that night? Well, on one hand, uh, he wrapped up an ankle and I think maybe helped somebody who got a cut on their hand. Yay. On the other hand, he killed two people, blew off Gage Girl Skirts' arm, and put two more lives in jeopardy. So, you know, when we balance your role as a medic that night, I don't give you any credit. He showed no remorse for his victims, never tried to help anybody that he hurt, and even on the witness stand, when he testified on Wednesday, he broke down crying about himself, not about anybody that he hurt that night. No remorse, no concern for anyone else. Did those guys who are going after him have any concern for him? Uh, I'm, I'm just asking for a friend. Did any of them have any concern for him when they were chasing after him while he was screaming friendly, friendly, friendly? While they were beating him with a skateboard, while they pointed a gun at him. Any concern for him? Okay, just just wondering. Just wondering how that works. So you better hope that your prosecution is as inept as these guys. 
But making this racial is so silly. This case is about Americans being able to protect and defend themselves. And that applies to all of us. And instead of screaming about race, race, race and deciding on riots, you should find this remarkably empowering. And you should be concerned if Kyle Rittenhouse is found guilty. If you are black or if you are white or if you are Asian or you're Hispanic or if you're a man or a woman, if you are gay or straight, you should be concerned if he is found guilty. Whether or not you think he should have been there, that's the conversation for the bar stool or that's the conversation for the kitchen table. And you and your friends can agree or disagree. And you might be like me. I wouldn't have been there. I would not have been there. That was not going to be my spot. But if you want to deny the right to defend oneself, even for the people you don't like, if you want to deny this, if you hope he is found guilty, what you are saying about yourself and your place in America is beyond ugly. And I put forth that you've never even really thought about it. So to those people, think. I'm Tony Katz. So if you want more proof that there are people out there stoking the flames because everything has to be racial and they want to they want to force us into pain. Remember, a lot of these people are people who want to just tear it all down. Everything has to be raised all the time. You must be found guilty at all times. You must repent at all times. This is NPR talking about Michelle Wu. She just got elected to be the mayor of Boston. First woman, first Asian to be elected in Boston. Michelle Wu, they write, an Asian-American, is the first woman and first person of color elected to lead the city. While many are hailing it as a turning point, others see it as more of a disappointment that the three black candidates couldn't even come close. It's never good enough. It'll never be good enough. When your entire identity is identity... And you have to find the grievance in order to be a person. You have to look at the outrage that must be happening here. How could these people ever be happy? How could you run a society like this? And the answer is you can't. So let's stop letting them. What is it that Mayorkas said? In front of the Senate Judiciary Committee, what did Ted Cruz and Mike Lee have to say? I've got that for you coming up. Let's just pull back a little bit and just ask some basic questions. Uh, do you believe uh, that the Biden immigration policies are successful? Uh, Senator, I, uh, I think rebuilding a broken immigration system and rebuilding a dismantled one takes time and we're on the road to success. So you think we're on the right track as a nation? I do. Okay. How would you? Oh, the best is how he grades himself. Oh, how Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas grades himself. You know what? I'll save that. You got to hear it. You got to hear it. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, good to be with you. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. 
Uh, he is the the Secretary of Homeland Security. He is speaking in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee. And if you listen to the political left, uh, he, he's doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Don't you know? If you listen to the political right, you actually get a conversation about what it is that he's actually doing. You hear about what he makes the claim to be not familiar with. I mean, some of this is just absolutely positively spectacular. In the past year, has Joe Biden been down to see firsthand the Biden cages? Senator, I will again. Has Joe Biden been down to see this facility? Yes or no? The president has not been down to. Okay, no. Has Kamala Harris been down to see the Biden cages, this facility? Um, Yes or no? Uh, the vice president was at the border. Has she been down to see this facility? I know she went to El Paso. Has she seen the Biden cages? They are not cages. And um, what are these walls? Senator, the ha- has, has Kamala Harris seen them? Yes or no? Senator, the the it's a simple question. Yes I, or no? I did. We don't need a paragraph. Yes or no. Has Kamala Harris been down to see these detention facilities? She has not been down. Okay. Has any Democratic senator on this committee been down to see the Biden cages? I will once again disagree with your use of terminology. These facilities, has any Democratic member of this committee given a damn enough to see the children being locked up by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris because of your failed immigration policies? Uh, senator, I cannot speak to um, the members of this committee. And- you, you don't know if any Democrats have been down there? To to oh I I believe d- Democrats have been down to see this in, facility yes or no on a facility whether they are members of this committee I do not know and all right I love that Cruz calls the cages and he's like ah we're not gonna call it cages but we called the cages under Trump for four years and all of a sudden it's not cages this is exactly the kind of thing that needs to be put front and center. Personally, I don't care if you call them cages or not. It means absolutely, absolutely nothing to me. What does it matter if if you call it a cage? What does it matter if someone else calls it a cage? We're still not serious about the border. Let's move the questioning along. And this... Let me see if I if I got it here, because that, that was some Ted Cruz as well. This is more from Ted Cruz with the Secretary of Homeland Security. You testified several times that our immigration system is, quote, fundamentally broken. True or false, under President Trump, we saw the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. Um, I don't know if it's uh, within 45 years, but we certainly saw... In 2020, uh, a low level uh, of illegal immigration. 2019. Uh, was okay. Very high. True, true or false, Secretary Marcus? This year, under Joe Biden, we've seen the highest rate of illegal immigration in 61 years. Again, I don't know the number of years, but it is certainly a historic high, Senator. So you're right; it's broken, but you broke it, which is accurate. This idea that they're cleaning up the old system was never, ever, ever rational. 
It was never rational. But let's get into this now, Senator Mike Lee, making some good points. Like, like Yuri Medina Uloa, who's a 24-year-old Honduran man who was recently apprehended crossing the U.S.-Mexico border, where he fraudulently claimed to be a 17-year-old. He then ended up in Jacksonville, Florida, where a family took him in. Days later, he stabbed the father of that family to death. He was a 24-year-old, not a 17-year-old, as he claimed. There are people like him crossing, and with the assistance, with the approval, with the facilitation, in some cases, of your department, these things are happening. That, that, is, uh, that is inaccurate. I am aware uh, of the case. That individual is being prosecuted. There is an immigration enforcement detainer on that individual. Did your department or did it not allow him in? Um, uh, Senator, I'd like to not comment on the details because... I bet you would not like a, to comment on the details. If I may, Senator, there is a criminal case against that individual pending. Whether or not that individual committed fraud and deceived our personnel is a question that may be relevant to the ongoing criminal prosecution. Uh, and so it would be inappropriate for me to comment on a pending criminal matter at this time. What's inappropriate is Thank for you, your Senator administration Lee. to continue leaving these borders open. Thank you, Senator Lee. While pushing to turn on the poll factors. That's wrong, and it's immoral, and it's harming the security of the American people. I don't know why people don't like to discuss this. Not everybody coming across the border is a good guy looking for a better life. And tell those uh, organizations at the border to get over it. As a matter of fact, I'd throw those organizations off the border. You teach people how to lie. For that, you should go to jail for 50 years. Ah, if Tony was in charge, hoo-wee. We would have a better immigration system on legal immigration. But you aided a better legal immigration, 50 years in jail, and I call your mother names in front of you. These groups that teach people to lie, no, no, say, say, say you're a refugee, say you're a refugee. Here's what you say, here's what you do, and here's how you can collect money. I shut off all the money. I shut off all the money to the best of my ability. And I start knocking on members of Congress's door, yelling at them to shut off the money too. Starting with the entire Progressive Caucus. No rest, no justice, no peace. Watch me work. We're going to have borders, and if you don't like it, you can go live somewhere else. I don't give a damn where the squad is happy. The squad's bad for America. Anti-American, anti-Semite. Forget these people. What a bunch of lowlifes. Oh, take the fight right to them. Won't know what happened. Remember, they're used to punching and nothing ever coming back. Oh, you got to go for it. Can't believe they treat women this way. You're not a woman. You're a member of Congress. If you can't handle it, there are other women out there who can. Strong women. You're not it. Next. Next broad up. Let's go. I can't wait to get emails on that one. Can't wait to get emails on that one. The border is a mess. And I'm very happy to see people who are being very clear about what is going on. I don't know why it's so difficult for so many people to to not speak out about this, to somehow want to fall into the idea 
that to 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 engage that we should have a border is somehow a bigoted thing. Of course it's not. Of course it's not. In Wyoming, the Wyoming Republican Party has voted not to uh, call Liz Cheney a Republican anymore, which I got to admit is one of the great stories. Liz Cheney says she's a Republican, and the Wyoming uh, Republicans are like, nah. Nah, we, we, we decided you're really not. There's a 31-29 vote by the state party central committee to no longer recognize her as a Republican. Uh, if you ask me, I, I would tell you that, uh, that it, this doesn't help, but I get it. There is real anger in Wyoming, as there should be amongst Republicans, for how Liz Cheney is acting. And we should be clear that it's not acting in a way that is moral or valuable. That's what we need to understand. Liz Cheney is not pious. Liz Cheney is not speaking to some level of truth that the rest of us can't understand. You think Trump was wrong. Fine to say so. You think Trump incited an insurrection and are working with Speaker Pelosi to keep him the front and center news story? You're a fool. And you're doing incredible damage when you could be doing things in a much better way. I start with a basic premise. If they had not gone for impeachment, but had moved to censure Donald Trump, you would have had 30 Republican votes in the Senate and over 100 Republican votes in the House. Let's start there. Then let's let's move on to to a, a part two, which is what it is they said that Donald Trump did when he heard about the hang Mike Pence chants. Everyone's very upset. They were screaming hang Mike Pence and Donald Trump didn't care. I never heard the audio. I only read the transcript. I read the transcript when Jonathan Carl, and by the way, why is President Trump sitting with Jonathan Carl for an interview about a book? Whatever Jonathan Carl writes, Donald Trump deserved it. He can't help himself. That's why he deserved it. You got to have some self-control. You're going to sit there for a book? Now, there's an argument to be made. Well, you sit there for the book, and then when the book isn't right, you're there. I sat, I talked to you. You didn't print what I said. Well, what's wrong with you? But since you know it's going to be this anyway, what are you doing? Proving that the press is is corrupt? You've proved it. What are you giving him more for? Come on, he likes the attention. Trump is a valuable fighter, but he has demons. See how you can do both things? Liz Cheney could do both things. She chose not to. Liz Cheney chose not to. But one of the stories is is that they were they were screaming, hang Mike Pence. And Jonathan Carl of ABC News asked President Trump about this. And he was like, yeah, it's fine. Here's the story. Do you really think Donald Trump said it was fine? Or did Donald Trump, having a conversation about Donald Trump, not want to be moved off the conversation by something like this? This is not how Donald Trump acts and operates. It's about him. The first rule of Trumpism is that Trump wins. Conversation about Mike Pence doesn't do Trump any good. All right, they were screaming, hang Pence, whatever. Listen to me. I didn't cause an insurrection. Although that's not the way Donald Trump sounds. Go with it.
I don't like how Trump handled things after the Capitol was was raided. And I believe that when you have the vice president there, you send in some troops. That's me. And I'm telling you, I would have done it. I don't think you need to fire a shot. None of these people were armed. I think you could have clearly moved them out. I think the officer that shot Ashley Babbitt is sure as bloody hell not a hero. Not a hero. My take on Ashley Babbitt is she's breaking through a doorway. She should have expected to get arrested. She should not have expected to get shot. Just so we understand each other. Just so we are on the same page. But I I read read this about Trump and I was like, I think the people are making a lot of this when there's nothing there. And I know there's nothing there because days have passed and no one's talking about it anymore. It was just a nonsense blip for a hot second. That's all it was. Just a nonsense blip. And then people be able to use that line in, you know, well, Trump did this, Trump did that, and Trump didn't care that they said hang Mike Pence, blah, blah, blah. So silly. And Liz Cheney could be bothered by all of that. Incited an insurrection? You know you're lying to yourself, Liz Cheney. Adam Kinzinger knows he's lying to himself. You decided that this was the thing you're doing. I don't know why. But clearly, the answer was not because I'm a proud Republican. It's something else. Now, you could say we, need, we have too much party politics. People need to be able to speak out. Absolutely. And they have to deal with the ramifications. You, Liz Cheney, have done great damage to the Republican Party. You haven't helped it an ounce. You did not give it a soul, nor did you give it a conscience, because you are not that person. The soul and the conscience come from the people who vote for you. Because what they want is to not be told that they're racists and bigots every single day of the week. What they want is to be able to keep their money in their own pocket. What they want is a border that is protected. What they want is someone to take the fight to China. What they want is to be able to build their business without onerous regulation. Did you forget what Republicans are about? About individual freedom, about liberty, about preserving it, about fighting for it, about, wait a second, conserving it? What are you doing? Fighting for the soul of the Republican Party? I'm not a Republican. I'm a conservative. But you don't know how to fight for my soul. We're the soul. And we've told you the things that are important to us. You're a cog in the machine. And you're defective. Not because you don't like Trump. I think that's fine but because you want to buy into what is clearly a partisan attack to affect your ability to get reelected in 2022 and 2024 and so on and so on. So they don't think you're a Republican anymore. I would say that the Wyoming Republican Party is late to the party because most Republicans have thought this about you for at least six months. I'm Tony Katz. I'm watching video of people steal three TVs from a Best Buy. They literally just wheeled them out 
put him into their minivan, and drove off. They take their license plates off, and, and they just steal, and they leave. And we saw this. Uh, there was a supermarket in Connecticut where people were stealing just everything they could from the supermarket. Right? There's uh, laundry detergent, all sorts of things. No one's going to prosecute anything? We're just going to allow this. Victimless crime, right? You see, it won't be Kyle Rittenhouse that leads to an increase in vigilantism. It'll be this. When it goes from the big box store to your store. Can't have a society that allows this to happen. I've got more to get to. This is Tony Katz today.